0: Welcome to Money Savage REI and welcome our guest, strong and powerful Edna Keep. Edna, are you ready to do this?
1: I am so ready. Thanks so much, George.
0: Yeah, excited to have you on. Edna is a real estate entrepreneur. She's a coach and mentor. She is the president of 3D Real Estate Investments. Again, I'm excited to have you on the show today, Edna. Tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. <laughs> <laughs>
1: sure. So, uh, my, my, Long story is I became a single mom at the age of 16, and um, my I felt at that point in my life that uh, my choices were a little bit limited. I couldn't go to uh, university, anything like that. So I just got into uh, administration-type jobs, uh, and uh, I wasn't satisfied. There, you know, I, I looked around and I went, ah, oh, you know what, I don't want to live like this the rest of my life. And I had all kinds of people around me telling me, Oh, and you gotta to learn to live within your means and uh, you know, you got a good job, you work Monday to Friday, look at all your friends, they're waitressing, and that's all the job they got. You're you're doing good, you're doing good. And I've kept going, No, this is so boring. I need to do more, I need to do more. Yeah. So I started just kind of doing self-study on the side and um, and and right to today I've done self-study on the side. I've never taken a university class but uh, I've got a lot of education. And uh, the, the big break came for me when I got out of the office administration and moved into being a financial planner. So in 1992, so many years ago, uh, I studied to become a financial advisor, got my certified financial planner designation. And that's when things really started to take off for me. I loved working with clients. I loved helping them with money. I uh, started accumulating my own money, which was kind of nice because I'd never had any before that. Right. Um, and uh, I. I I used to have conversations with my manager at the office and say, you know, where else do you get to meet such great people get and get paid to just basically visit when and advise people all day long. I thought that was just the best uh, career in the world. <laughs> um, then after a while, I started to realize that, uh, you know, all my, all my income, all my, my wealth, everything was tied up with one product and that was mutual funds. And, um, when the markets were down, it was, it was a little tougher. So my husband and I just decided to diversify a bit and we thought we'd buy a, you know, maybe a couple of rental houses. The market in our area was doing pretty good at the time. And so we started taking a few real estate courses and, you know, I, I just fell in love with real estate. I uh, had, had kind of been getting bored with my financial planning practice. And so it was a new challenge, something different. And within two years of starting real estate, we had 50 doors, um, And we'd partnered with some people who are kind of the managing partners, so we didn't have to worry about that side of things. And uh, so I sold my financial planning practice and moved into real estate full time. I still feel like I'm giving people financial advice all the time, but uh, my main gig nowadays is coaching people to buy real estate, primarily multifamily, and primarily with investor capital.
0: Nice. What a uh, what a cool journey that that you've been on. I, I was I was thinking. I was trying to do the math in my head. I've got a four year old and a one year old, and I'm 42 years old. So I was 38 when 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 we had my first when when we had James. I yeah. just can't even imagine being 16 years old and being a single parent, Edna. So congratulations on on you know, on, on making it happen, George.
1: It was one. One of the toughest things i would ever been through, mm-hmm. but I also believe it's what took me on this journey too because at 16 I had to stop thinking about just myself mm-hmm. and most people don't, you know, yeah. like oh, most people are thinking about ourselves right till we have our first baby and many times, like you said, it's in your 30s and uh, it so it changed things and, and I realized that if I was going to have any kind of a life that I wanted, I just needed to become a better person. And, uh, that was, that was the start of it. So, uh, it, it's, it was challenging, but also probably the best thing that ever happened to me to take me where I am today. Also have two more daughters there. Um, I got married uh, when I was 40, George, <laughs> and I had two, two more daughters. So my other daughters are 18 and 16, still living at home here, but, uh, it, I tell you, it's a lot easier, uh, with a husband than, and a, he's a great dad than it ever was being a single mom.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Certainly. Uh, more hands helps, uh, the program. So <laughs> appreciate that. Nice. All right. Uh, how, uh, when, when, when we're talking about coaching people in, in, into real estate, how, how different is it from, from, from your parenting experience?
1: From the parenting? Uh-huh. Um, you know, you know what, <laughs> now that I think of it, it's actually pretty similar. Um, you're, you're walking people through, through life learning curves. I, I don't, Just coach people on real estate, either. I'm a big believer that your mindset has to be in the right place for you to accumulate any kind of wealth. Mm -hmm. And if you don't think you can, you never will. It doesn't matter who your financial advisor is, it doesn't matter what you have your money in. If you don't think you're going to do well, you will never do well. So, the first thing I like to work with people on is changing the way that they think because uh, that was a big thing for me, you know, coming from living in subsidized housing and and taking my daughter to subsidized daycare I mean I always worked I was never an issue but I didn't know how to make money and and I and then even when I when I started making money I didn't know how to keep it it was all about you know lifestyle and spending it so it was it was a big learning curve for me and that was something that I'm able to take into my relationships with people is that it, it is a mindset you have to come to believe that you deserve uh, the money because there's lots of money available out there in the world uh, that you have to provide a valuable service. And then you have to, uh, find ways to invest it that, uh, that you feel like you deserve and you can keep that money for yourself.
0: That's an interesting word deserve in, in, and, and, and it's one that I, I honestly, I, I disliked for such a long time and I don't think that I ever really put it together until, you know, recent memory. Um, you know, I think that, that sometimes when, when I thought about deserve, it was like, um, no, I'm not going to be able to. It's kind of Entitled, like maybe? yes, yep. That, that, yeah. that, that's exactly right. So I'd love to just d- dig more
1: into that word. Sure. Well, to me, um, I believe that uh, you know God, the universe look is is meant to look out for us. Uh, it it's working with us to give us our dreams, and we we only get what we feel like we deserve. Meaning, if if your self image is not there and is not a strong self image. Um, you know, you, you, you can become wealthy, you probably lose it all. How many stories have we heard of that where mm-hmm. people have become super wealthy and then lost it all? It's because their self-image never caught up with their wealth. Um, and, and that I think is a big proponent, proponent. And that's the part I feel about deserve. We all deserve wealth, well-being, health happiness we all deserve that we're all created in uh in god's image and believe that uh, that we deserve that now entitlement different story a lot of people grow up oh i'm entitled i believe i need this i need that you've got lots of money i should have it uh wealth should be uh, taken and redistributed around the world and and so we're all equal you know all that kind of stuff to me that's entitlement um I find a lot of, uh, you know, people in social services and stuff, they, they get raised with an entitlement. Oh, somebody's always going to look after me. That doesn't mean that they've got a great life. I say, you know, you have it. I would never want that life catering, you know, to somebody who's going to give me a pen and uh, Little bit of money every month, you yep. know, just to live. So that that's the difference I feel between deserving and entitlement. There is a lot of people out there that just feel that the the world owes them, and they're not out there providing value to the world, uh, where where they can really um, get better themselves and then grow their wealth.
0: Yeah, I think that you, you hit the nail on the head, right? If if you when you do recognize that that you deserve um, you deserve to have really whatever it is that, that, that you want and you are actively working to, to provide value to others and get out there and work hard and achieve. That's when things can line up for you.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And, and first of all, you have to feel like you deserve it. You Mm -hmm. have to feel like you deserve that. First of all, opportunity to help people. And we're, we're all, we all can in certain ways.
0: So getting that mindset shift, and that, that's, not, that's not an easy thing to do. It's not just, oh, okay, I'm all of a sudden just going to flip that switch. Hopefully it is, but I, I know for me, it, it, it took me probably the better part of maybe a year or even 18 months um, to, 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 to get to that place and have that understanding. So do you have uh, – how, how are you able to help people with that? Are, are, are there are there steps that you take? just lots of conversations
1: you know what definitely steps and and you know I what I learned is um so I have a program now that actually teaches people and walks people through those steps but for a long time I was doing those steps haphazardly and not really knowing where I was where my level of success was coming from Mm -hmm. like I'd read books I'd do the exercises I'd write stuff down. I would, you know, read the book, Think and Grow Rich. And for a long time, I, I said the mantra, you know, money is my friend and, and you know, on and on different different things like that. I deserve to make a good income uh, and, and you know, different different auto suggestions like that. And then I would quit. You know, things would start going really well. And I'd go, oh, my God, I got it nailed. I got this is just, oh, I, I'm just doing everything right. And I'd stop doing everything I was doing because my business would be taken off. I'd be making all kinds of money, helping all kinds of people. And then I would drop back down again and I'd go, what the heck? You know, why? Why is this happening to me? And then I'd go through a whole bunch of crap and and uh I would start doing it again because I was kind of felt like I was back at the bottom. And I mean I never went back to the bottom. I always kept making more and more money sure. every year, but challenging and different challenges that were coming up and so I I actually learned and started following a process of things that I do every single day and now I don't let them go even if my business is growing really great and the money's coming in and I'm helping lots of people. I don't stop those routines anymore. I keep doing them. I read I read a certain amount every day. I exercise every day. I keep my confidence level high by getting lots of sleep and eating right. Like there's so many nuances to change your mindset and and Affirmations and auto suggestions and, and being around like minded people is a really big thing too because I learned back when I was struggling to get out of my 1,200 a month job that, um, you know, everybody around me thought I was doing so good. Like, oh Anna, you know what, like you're a single mom when you didn't go to university. What do you expect? How can you expect to earn more than that? Yeah. No, no. I, you know, if I'm going to learn anything, I'm going to learn how to be rich. I don't want to learn how to live mm-hmm. within my means. So I started studying rich people and I started, you know, because uh, it's not all Always about being physically around the the rich people, but it's having them live in your head, like starting to think like them, starting to act like them, starting to take risks like them, different stuff like that. That that um, and and when you're or surround yourself in that kind of atmosphere, you get encouraged and supported. And and in 1999, I hired my first coach, and you know what? I have never been without one since, because. I believe that we can take a lot of shortcuts in this world by working with the right people. Um, a financial advisor, for example, you know, you just don't even know what you don't know, and until you start to know some of that stuff, how can you make the changes that needs to happen? And it's the same thing with your mindset. If you don't even know what you don't know, how do you how do you move forward? So, first of all, you need to know what you don't know. So, so the mindset is something. I believe that you work on at every level. Um, I always say, you know, new level, new devil. Every time you're wanting to go to a new level, whether it's, you know, to 100 grand a year to 200 grand a year or or whatever, uh, as income, you're dealing with new and different challenges. You have to become a new and better person to be able to do that. And uh, each time you do that, you have to go through your your stuff uh we have paradigms that hold us in the place that we are limiting beliefs that um you know our, our parents and our family and the people surrounding us planted into our brain when we were babies that we have to get over and unless unless you start to understand that you're going to be stuck in that same cycle for the rest of your life
0: yeah i think that that's a really really powerful thing and something that that you know, it's it's not necessarily an obvious thing, right? That that as you become more successful, you're needing to really dig back into to the work. And I, I love that idea of new level, new devil. Um, that you do need to be constantly addressing that. So,
1: yeah, uh, ongoing. It's an ongoing thing because because we're designed also to grow. A goal is when we set a goal, it's not meant to get the goal, it's meant to grow us as people. And that's the biggest thing that people need to wrap their heads around, too. Because when you get a goal, you're not going to be satisfied. It's going to be time for the next uh, level, right? Then it's like, oh, geez, I, I remember when my goal was to make a hundred thousand a year. Oh my gosh, I just, you know, when you're making twelve hundred a month, it's like a oh, hundred thousand a year. That's like so far out there. Yeah. And then when I hit it, it's like, oh, how come I'm not satisfied? How come I want more? How come I think now I should make two hundred thousand a year? Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But we're also designed be that way we are designed to grow i think people who work on themselves and grow themselves on an ongoing basis are the happiest people in the world you may may not be satisfied with your life every moment of the day but you're happier because you're always striving to be better do better have more do more and uh that that's what i think the purpose in our life is
0: yeah i i love it i totally agree i wanted to make sure that that i I circled back and, and touched on um I think that, that that we've all heard that you're the sum of the X number of people that, that you spend the most time with, if it's five people or 10 people or 20 people or whatever. And just the idea that you don't need to actually be interacting, um, have personal interactions with millionaires or ultra high achieving people to sort of replicate that and and, and, and to be able to take advantage of their wisdom and understand their habits that they can, to use your words, live in your head. Mm -hmm. So um, I think that that's such an important thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I still remember reading uh, Richard Branson's book. We actually spent a week on Richard Branson's island. Yeah. So in anticipation of possibly meeting them, him, because we weren't sure if he was going to be there or not, I read, I think, like two or three of his books. Mm-hmm. And that guy thinks totally different. I mean, he bought a $250,000 island back, way back when he was young that's uh, worth millions nowadays that uh he couldn't afford you know and he just but he went with faith that he was going to be able to and same with like all the things that he built over the years and uh and living with that guy even through reading his books was a real eye-opener for me
0: i love it well edna savage nation is ready for your difference making tip what do you have for them
1: You know what? Uh, I think the biggest thing that's ever worked for me is working with a mentor and a coach uh, or an advisor like yourself, George, like a financial advisor. You need somebody in your corner to help you, first of all, see your shortfalls, see where uh, your paradigms are not working for you, and help you change and break through them. Um, and I think that the fastest way to do that is working with a coach and a mentor, who not not just any coach and mentor, because there's a lot out there, they're just basically glorified cheerleaders, but somebody who's been, been there and done what you want to do is, is the thing is the thing I look for in a coach. I don't look for somebody who's going to hold me accountable and be my cheerleader, but somebody who knows how to do and has done what I want to do.
0: Well, I think that that is great stuff. That definitely gets it. Come on.
1: Come on. Okay.
0: Yeah. (laughs) You know, it's like we, we, we all have blind spots and we all have biases and it's, difficult for us to be able to recognize those which is why they're called blind spots so yeah, <laughs> so much value and and to your point why not find somebody who's actually done what it is that you want to do um, and, and then engage with them so I think that that makes sense mm-hmm. well, Edna thank you so much for coming on the show where can Savage Nation learn more about you how can people engage with you
1: you know uh, my website is ednakeep.com so it's very easy and if they want to reach out and email me it's edna at com. I have, uh, you know, lots of free resources. I do uh, on ongoing mindset training every month. That's free. And then, of course, there's an opportunity to work with me uh, in, in a further basis if they're interested. But uh, it starts with just finding out if uh, if we're a fit. So follow me at my website. And uh, they can also find me on Facebook at Coach Edna Keep.
0: Perfect. Well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Edna your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to ednakeep.com. That's E-D-N-A-K-E-E-P.com. Shoot her an email at edna at ednakeep.com. You can find her on Facebook as well. I'll list all those in the notes of the show. Thanks again, Edna.
1: Okay. Thank you so much, George. It was my pleasure being on.
0: Yeah, likewise. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight. We are all in this together.